The date is February 6th, and our scripture reference comes from the Apostle Paul's second letter to the young preacher, Timothy, where in chapter 4, verse 6, Paul writes, For I am being already poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. The drink offering is an exclusively Old Testament concept. It's detailed in the books of Leviticus and Numbers and then evidenced in actual practice in the books of 1 Samuel and 1 Kings. Every offering for sin, uh, specifically every sacrifice of blood, was accompanied by a drink offering. The amount varied depending on the sacrifice, but every sacrifice included the drink offering. It's interesting to note uh, that the drink offering was never intended except for those sacrifices offered in the land that God had promised His people. In Leviticus 23, God instructs Moses about these things, prefacing with the words, quote, When you come into the land which I give to you, end quote. So the drink offering presupposes the one offering it is also a promise claimer. And in the context of Christian life, that really makes perfect sense. Expressions of service and obedience to God, whether they're great or small, are acceptable only from those who claim the promises offered through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. No others would have the necessary credentials for service that would please Him. Another interesting thing about the drink offering is that it was the only offering that was given in its entirety to God. In animal sacrifices and grain offerings, both the priest and the one making the offering shared in them. That is to say, a certain portion of those offerings were consumed by others besides God. Not so with the drink offering. Unlike the other offerings, it was poured out to and consumed by God and by Him alone. Now, biblical scholars generally agree that this second letter to Timothy was written during the time of Paul's second imprisonment in Rome, an imprisonment that he knew would be end up in his execution, as indeed it did. Given the context of his moment, one might expect Paul's reference to the drink offering as speaking of his imminent death at the hands of the Romans. But beyond that connotation, it's actually the repeat of a challenge he made to the church at Corinth when he said, Imitate me, just as I also imitate Christ. For Paul, the life he had known since his encounter with the risen Christ on the road to Damascus was a perpetual pouring out of himself to the exclusive benefit and glory of his king. That which others would view as his tragic death, he would view as his coronation. Sitting in the cell of a Roman prison, Paul knew that his drink had been poured out completely on the ground. The contents of the chalice of his life had been fully consumed by the one who provided them. In the practice of all the offerings that preceded the sacrifice of the very Son of God on Calvary's cross, there were almost certainly those who saw the drink offering as the waste of a perfectly good drink. But for Paul and every other true follower of Christ, the drink offering is the very substance of life poured onto the rich soil of the gospel all for the glory of God and the encouragement of His saints. And as I think about it now, it strikes me that a fitting gravestone for every authentic follower of Christ might be the simple image of an empty, overturned cup.